With Stella on the shortwave, the Yom Kippur edition, radio for a soulful new year. Hey, welcome to the show. Today on Shtetl, you won't see her face in the media, but you'll see her art all over the city walls. Miss Me is a street artist, and she's covering the city with her jazz saints and her other political messages, and she generally does it in the dark of night. Stay tuned for an hour with artist Miss Me and for lots of music, including the stirring Kol Nidre prayer. You're listening to Shtetl on the Shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer, and you can download this or past episodes of Shtetl from iTunes or at shtetlmontreal.com. Welcome to the show. Tonight is Yom Kippur, a Jewish holiday also known as the Day of Atonement. And many Jews around the world will be fasting starting at sunset today and using the day as a chance to reflect on the past year and begging the Lord Almighty for a better new year to come. The story goes that on Yom Kippur, God decides who will be written into the book of life in the coming year. And conversely, who isn't going to have such a hot year. And Shtetl is not a religious show, but we do follow and reflect what's happening in the Jewish culture and life and in the Jewish calendar. And today's show falls smack on Yom Kippur. So we're bringing you a special edition. And like every year, you can hear a live singing of the Kol Nidre on our little temporary synagogue on the airwaves. And that's thanks to Miss Me, who is sitting right here in the studio. Miss Me, welcome to Shtetl on the shortwave. Thank you for having me. 
It's such a pleasure to have you here because uh, I've uh, been seeing your art all over the city. And before I ever knew who you were, I always wondered, like, who who is putting this stuff up? And it's so... A crazy person. <laughs> now I know. It's a crazy person. <laughs> Almost not really lying at all right now, actually. <laughs> we're all crazy. No? Yeah, there's different levels and and ways and but you know socially to be a little more awkward and less fitting can be called crazy a little more easily Uh uh is that partly like um why you uh got into street art to express that crazy side of yourself quote unquote crazy side (laughs) (laughs) um no i don't like people always ask me why there was not really any reason in a way that I never really thought of it like I I want to do this because like it just kind of happened I always tell people it's it's just emotional vomit that I put on on walls it's really came that way it's like it was there you know (laughs) like many things that happen in your life and everything you know it, it becomes it, be, it creates turmoil inside of you, and then at some point you have to do something about it. Some people go into sports, some people do a whole bunch of different things, and me kind of turned into this. I always drew, so that was always a way for me to express myself. But to put it outside was for me, uh, it was like kind of my inner, inner self kind of screaming, like, leave me alone, I'm here, I'm part of the world, yet I don't want you to tell me what to do, and I'm just going to do it my way. It was very, it was more that. There's no reason, really. Okay. And you don't, uh, you're not really into calling yourself a street artist, right? Like you have another, (laughs) so what do you call yourself? Uh, Artful Vandal. So why? I just don't like the term street art just because as many words, you know, they have a meaning and then they also become something you know, socially because they are used in certain contexts and become something else. So now the term street art has become so popular and cool and everybody, you know, likes it. It's like it's like synonymous of cool, yet I feel it almost became empty and and also it makes you it makes you um part of something very defined and because the way I started it was not so thought and wasn't to be part of a certain world or a certain culture or whatever it feels weird to me to say to label myself basically it feels like a label and I don't really like labels much okay and so what like what do you feel like the label uh what kind of box is it putting you into like something a little too pop, a little too cool, something a little too uh, hip. <laughs> That's such a horrible word, uh-huh. but yeah, I feel it's it. Something a little too commercial. Okay, do you feel like street art has been uh, too commercialized? It's not for me to say. I mean, it's a good thing. If it becomes commercialized, people understand that there's a value and a beauty in it, and I think that's good. Like anything, but like anything, it could be in a good and in a bad and annoying way and it's just I'm not it's not a judgment it's just I don't recognize myself in it okay can you describe for the listeners who might ne- never have seen your street art like something that you've put up in the city recently um my latest series because I work usually by series uh is called aspire to inspire and it's my reaction to 
what I feel is uh, with you know social networks and 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 everybody like everybody has screens everywhere. We're bombarded with images. That's not new. Everybody knows that. The problem is, it feels like we're bombarded with a lot of the wrong images because you know big companies and big a whole bunch of people are taking over it and they always have there were always people who had power over what was seen but you know it was a little more limited when it was just tv and then people had books and then had you know conversations whatever now it seems like everything's going through your your screen and through social networks and everything and it feels like when something is bad in a way or not great let's say you you multiply it to a million 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 everywhere it becomes too much and i feel it it can mess up uh, a certain balance so for example like i feel the images that are portrayed in in the pop culture uh as you know inspiration to young women are very much the wrong ones And when you look at what young girls aspire to, when you look at Rihanna and all those those girls, I mean, Rihanna's cool, like she does her thing. The problem is because of the power of the image that she has and how how media like the media is putting her everywhere. Sorry, sometimes I don't speak very well because French is my mother tongue, so English You're doing great. is hard. Um uh It's too much. And then I feel that young girls and even young women or even me, sometimes we're too exposed to the wrong types of values. And our society has a tendency to to value success and not question sometimes how people got there. And that bothers me. So this series is an answer to that. Aspire to inspire. So people like, for example, you're not dissing her but Rihanna or I mean I'm sure there's a million that you could name that are that you feel aren't helping women or young women have a better idea of what it means to be an adult or to be a woman who are some of the people that you think are inspiring for for women that you it's are It's not that she's not it's just that she's the balance of how much you see of her is uh-huh. messed up and how she's idealized and how You know, it's more that. So yeah. I feel like I need, like, the balance is not right. So I I drew five ladies for now. Um, um, I drew that I feel are amazing role models for women to find themselves to better than, and because it's it's one thing to have success. Success is good, but there's ways to get to success and to fame, and it's not necessarily good. And some people aren't necessarily that famous, but what they have done around themselves and for women or for humans in general should be more praised than, you know, something that's hypnotizing by beauty or catchiness of something. Right. So I drew, I drew Ellen Keller. I she, Her story has always blown my mind since I was a child. Like what she overcame and what she made of herself is so breathtaking that it feels like there's nothing I can't do if she can do that. So if I can't, if I feel I can't do something, it's because of my own, my own self, you know, it's not because it's impossible. Helen Keller, to be totally honest with you, I think if I, I wouldn't know what she looks like. I know that's the problem. A lot of people I draw, people don't know what they look like because they're not meditized that much or they're from an older time that there wasn't that many pictures. Uh-huh. So I always include someone that's a little more recognizable. So people kind of have an entry point mm-hmm. and then they kind of hopefully research the other people. I do that with all my series. Um, my entry point in this series is uh, Frida Kahlo. She's okay. very recognizable. Her face is very, you know, she's painted herself many, many times. And she has, you know, worked on, on finding herself and finding 
the individual and herself and and she has a, a way of being a woman that's amazing and inspiring and as an artist of course she's you know extremely inspiring why what do you find inspiring about her way of being a woman because she didn't fit any of the normal ways that were that were the ways of being a woman by in society back then she she had her own sexuality she had her own way of dressing she had her own political views that were very strong she wasn't afraid of saying it yet she was also a wife and a loving wife to and and she was not like an independent woman i don't need a man like and she explored her world fearlessly through her paintings her paintings are so strong because they're so raw And that, as a as a human, it's extremely impressive, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I drew uh, Maya Angelou. I drew Maya Ma Angelou. Yeah. Oh, is I, she? She's a writer that inspires you. I don't know her work that well. I'm not even gonna lie. But the few, the little I do know, I found extremely inspiring and wise. Mm -hmm. Very wise how you can stay so calm and strong through so much shit basically mm -hmm. that's you know like that's very buddha-ish in an energy wise for me i find that very inspiring uh -huh. um i drew malala uh-huh i admire this young woman very much uh -huh. very very much the fact that she has scared so many men just because she wanted to go to school and she advocated for that and to show how to empower women can be so scary to so many men and the fact that it didn't scare her and that it came to the point that someone came and like shot her in the head and it didn't even scare her she's like uh, i'm just gonna talk louder thank you very much this is crazy So I find her very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And who else did I draw? Oh, Simone de Beauvoir. Uh -huh. She's just so smart and so, wow. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a feminist? Very much so. Okay. Because it seems to be, for some reason, a very controversial word these days, feminism. It's because people put the wrong idea in it. It's, it's, it's weird. Feminism is not some. It seems like people think it's a. It has this image of being aggressive. It has this this image of being anti-man. It has this this image of being not feminine. It has this image of not being willing to do and have very traditional values. And it's not in opposition of that at all. It has taken certain forms politically, but that's not what feminism is for me. And I don't know. I think I'm right. <laughs> feminism <laughs> is just to have for women to have the exact same rights as men in society. And that mean, that doesn't mean you can't do things differently. We are different. We are built differently. We can have children. Man can't. That's a huge difference. To ignore that is silly. But that doesn't mean that I can't do and speak my mind and earn the same amount of money for the same work, that I can't aspire to the same type of jobs or same places in society. That's what feminism is for me. Nice. Well said. I just, we, there's so much uh, these days, like, um, does Beyonce consider herself a feminist? That seemed to be like a huge thing that's been in, in like all the magazines lately. Um, but, it, and does she, what does she portray? Is it feminist or not? And then there was uh, recently um, the woman from uh, Harry Potter, I forget her name, who did the speech at the UN. It was a beautiful speech. Yeah, it was a beautiful speech. And that was controversial. Feminism seems to be it's still um, the F word for a lot of people. But that says something. Yeah. It says we're not there. 
that's all it says. And there's there's not one way of being a feminist. There's a million. And that's why I feel that people like dissing Beyonce is a little silly. There's not one way. She has her own way. I feel she has a good message. Yes, she's very sexualized. Yes, she's maybe, but that's also the pop world. And yes, it's true that like men don't have to go through that kind of sexualization of themselves to maybe get the same success. And that's maybe wrong. And yeah, it's questionable. Maybe she shouldn't do that. Maybe she should be Janelle Monet, but then she's not. So... I don't. I feel she's her own way of being a feminist, and she does inspire women everywhere to be very, you know, independent and strong. And so, I feel there's just different ways, and we should be open to that. If there was one woman out there today who you look up to now, who you might do in this Aspire to Inspire series in the future, who would that woman be? Oh man, I know that's a tough one. There's so many. I had like a huge list. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. Anyone. You're cornering me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ladies I wanted to do, I didn't have time to do, was Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Because to, be to be a woman that was abused by her husband and to get out of it to and taking the risk of losing your career, losing your face, it's so publicly, not only doing it, but coming out stronger is, and, you know, that's amazing for me. Nice. Way to, way to answer under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break for some music and we're going to be back with Miss Me and uh, to talk more about her art and uh, to talk more about uh, the holiday. And uh, this is uh, Nina Simone and we'll see why we're playing that now. And she, I mean, if there's any woman who can inspire people, it's Nina Simone. So take a listen. Understand me now If sometimes You see that I'm mad Don't you know No one alive can always Be an angel When everything goes wrong You see some bad But I'm Just a soul Whose intentions are I'm so carefree With a joy that's hard to hide And then sometimes again it seems that all I have is worry And then you're bound to see my other side But I'm just a soul But that's one thing I never mean to do Cause I love you Oh, baby, I'm just human Don't you know I have faults like anyone Sometimes I find myself alone regretting something 
This is Riff Cohen and you are listening to Statel on the short way on CKUT in Montreal. So we're back on Statel on the short wave and what can you say, Nina Sabone. I, I think next Yom Kippur, maybe I'll just like dedicate the whole show to her. Like every <laughs> single song of hers is so, so inspiring and it goes so well with the holiday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel She's yeah. raw, that's why she's raw. I feel this holiday is about being stripped about all your artifice and all that bullshit of society or yourself that you created around yourself to protect yourself. It's to be the raw self for me. So that's why I feel Nina Simone is very appropriate because her voice is so like, comes from within. It's It doesn't matter if it's pretty or not, it's just real. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the reason that I played Nina Simone is because she's uh, part of another series that that you do that I think is even more popular than the. I mean, maybe people are start, older. It's also. older, so people know it better. Yeah. The um, the Jazz Saints, and she's one of the Jazz Saints. Can you describe the Jazz Saints series? What? Sure. Um, the Jazz Saints is uh, a series that. I hold close to my heart it's basically if religion if um music was a religion these would be my saints so um it's it's just a very simple way to pay honor to some people that i feel are not known enough or celebrated enough in today's world and it was important for me to bring them back in our society and by putting them in the streets And to have all those kids or people that don't necessarily know who they are, see, see, they're here. And they are here really because they influence most of the music that we listen today. And I feel that they're always kind of floating around us in this way. And so it's just a way to make them visible. And I drew them in a, in a classic um, uh, orthodox, the way they do their, their saints. It's very 2D, and, but very graphic. So all the bodies and stuff are kind of inspired by the orthodox saints. I like their their imagery a lot uh christian orthodox okay um and so yeah so it's uh i drew a few of my favorite jazz singers there's a lot m many many more not just singers but artists um i did um billy holiday um nina simone saravon uh george gershwin one of my favorite that nobody recognizes, but I don't care because he's just amazing, uh, Miles Davis. And then I extended it to more, I call it now the Music Saints. I did um, Amy Winehouse and Tupac Shakur. And there's going to be more to come. <laughs> okay. And uh, Amy Winehouse is probably like the one that sort of shocked me when I would see it on the street because that was the first time I saw it. Well, first of all, can you explain what... It's a wheat paste, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you explain what that is to the listeners? Because some people think of street art or as, as graffiti, or you just go out oh, with no, like spray paint. Oh, no, it's not graffiti or... at all. It's very... The graffiti and street art, if you call it street art, <laughs> are very different worlds. Yet they, they, they happen in the same 
place, which is the streets. But you can't confuse both. They're, they're not there for the same reasons and they're not done the same way. Um, the, the way I work, so I use what we call wheat paste, I basically prepare my drawings beforehand and I paint them beforehand and they're all prepared before. And then once I find a spot that I like or I feel appropriate or I want them to live in, I'll glue them on the the on the on the 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 wall outside, so it's a quicker way to put something much very complex in the street. Okay, so generally speaking, you don't go out and like paint on the walls. No, you, you paint before you make the I stickers. Paint, I, I and do then, everything before. And like, how how do you go about? You say I put them where I want them to live. Like, how do you decide where you want these uh, jazz saints or music saints to live? I don't know. I just walk around, and when there's a spot that I feel will honor them or be seen, or I'll just put it. <laughs> that's just it I think I saw Frida Kahlo the other day on a recycling bin or something or yes a, yes yes she is that's on uh, that's in uh, on St. Vieter somewhere yeah yeah exactly there's a lot of stuff on uh, on Bernard there's one um, I think it's Nina Simone no the, the one that's on Bernard that's been there for a few years now I feel is um, Billie Holiday oh Billie Holiday and she's holding because I always kind of try to add a lot of significance to my portraits they're not just portraits so for example Billie Holiday she's holding a scroll and on the scroll it's the first words of Strange Fruit mm-hmm. which is a very important um, poem that is also considered by many the beginning of the civil rights movement and she sang it live I'm not sure is it 1921 1919 anyway very early on and she was the first one to sing it live and it's extremely it's a very powerful poem that she sang because it talks about the lynching of a black man or a black person and it's raw and it's you shiver when you read it and when you hear it but it's, it was also the reflection of a truth that no one really wanted to address and talk about and so it's important. And she's more known about this very, this lady with a powerful voice and pretty flowers in her hair. But she was also, she, she had opinions and she was part of a, a society that had problems and she voiced it, you know. Which is interesting because I was originally asking you about um, uh, Amy Winehouse and uh and because I saw one of the stickers that you had posted of her, a beautiful, a beautiful, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's a painting or a drawing. That It's a drawing that you did that you photocopy and then you paste it up. And then I paint it and then I paste it up. Yeah. Okay. Then you paint it. Then you paste yeah. it up. And on the bottom, it was, there were Hebrew letters. Yes. Um, uh, musica. It said yeah. music in, yeah. in Hebrew. Yeah. Um, why did you decide to put Hebrew on that? Because uh, she's Jewish. She was Jewish for me. She, you know, then, you know, the life she decided to have defines her as well, but she, she was raised Jewish. And for me, that's something important about identity, about your soul. Um, so yeah, I put a, a few, you know, I put, I put things around people that I feel are part of the way I see them at least. And for me, the fact that she was Jewish and that was where she was from means something. I'm sure she heard a lot of music in shul when she was a kid or Jewish songs or, you know, it's it's we are not just a person we are on earth we are our ancestors no matter what we do and how much we want to listen to it but that's a fact to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's an interesting role model she's not a role model the saints aren't role models because a lot of those people are a little messed up mm-hmm. like nina simone for example she's wonderful artist i she makes me shiver but she was a little crazy 
I would not consider her a role model. I wouldn't consider uh, Amy Winehouse a role model. I wouldn't even consider Tupac a role model, even though I admire certain things he has done, but there's other things he has that I don't necessarily agree with. They're saints for their music and for their art and how far they've pushed it and how honest they were with it. But for me, they're not role models. That's my other series, for example. Uh-huh. I see. Okay. So, there, But it's so... I think it's very beautiful to have Tupac Shakur or Amy Winehouse or Nina Simone as a saint. Yeah. Um, it's, they're music saints. They're music saints, but also, like you said, there's very few people who are willing to put themselves out there in this world in such a raw manner to show the good and the bad like yeah amy winehouse i look at her i watch her videos and i mean of course it's underscored by the fact that she's gone now and passed yeah. away but I, I watch her videos and i think i can't believe she made a video about cheating on her partner or a video about not wanting to go to rehab or you know she's she really puts herself out there and shows her faults and and is not ashamed of them and I think that's sort of an interesting thing um to reflect upon for Yom Kippur as well yeah very much so yeah yeah I feel honesty that's why I feel a lot of people like all those these artists because they were raw and they were honest in a way and they 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 dared to go places that most of us barely dare to go alone in our bed at night in our head you know so when you do it it takes courage and we all recognize that so not only you do it but you put it out there as like yeah i'm messed up yeah maybe what i'm doing is stupid but hey i feel like doing it right now but i don't want to do it as a destructive way i feel like doing because it it's there and i think we should talk about this or i feel this matters i feel people ref you know they recognize that courage yeah you mentioned about uh about how we are all shaped by our ancestors despite whether we accept or acknowledge that or not like what does that mean for you it's just the way i live and the way i see my life i i feel that um i am me very much so and i'm trying to be me as much as i can as honestly as i can but i am also my parents and i am my grand i'm very much my grandmother's i feel And, you know, just as a simple example, like there's a lot of, of, of fears or loves or things that are in me that I know don't belong to me originally because they have nothing to do with the life I lived, but they have a lot to do with the life like my mother lived or my grandmother lived. And I know it's directly from there. Some, and, and a lot of things that I do, I know it's because my mom showed me certain things or I didn't, you know, she didn't think she showed me, but I saw it. And I know it's because her mother showed her and her mother showed her. And I know I have a lot to do with my ancestors because my, my mom tells me all the time who she reminds, I remind her of. And it's, I mean, to, for everybody. I don't know. I feel that we're not one person that's just appearing out of the blue. We're a continuity of humanity. That's why it's important. How, that's why education is important. And that's why not doing something for just the now and, and not thinking of the future is silly. Because mm -hmm. it has an impact. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example of like, for example, I've heard you mention your grandmother, your grandmother. I think you have one that's here in Montreal. Yes. Because you're not, you're not originally from Montreal, no. right? Where no. are you from? I'm from Switzerland. From Switzerland. Okay. But you've been here for like... Most of my life actually now. It's been 14 years. May I ask uh, how old you are? I'm 33. 33. Oh, 
<laughs> important year, the Jesus year. Everybody says that. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm planning on beating him on this. Like, I'm, I'm planning on turning 34. <laughs> of course. I mean, it is Yom Kippur, so it's up to God to decide who goes into the book. No, um, God yeah, forbid. Well, I'm just we'll joking. Uh, so... Is there is there something like about um, about your grandmother, let's say, that's here who that influences you that we might not realize, but that comes out in your art that we see on the streets? Well, my grandmother's an artist to start with, actually. Okay. She is a wonderful sculptress. Um, she uh, so so that yes, uh, the sense of family, the sense of you know that family is extremely important for sure, but. I would say I'm probably closer to, you know, in these ways to my other grandmother just because I grew up in Europe and I grew up with her and she, I grew up with her th through my mother because she died in 2002. She was 99. She, my, grandma, my other grandmother was born in 1903 and she had a million lives. Um, so I feel I'm more this way just because through my mother was more of a direct link. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. an example it's hard it's hard but a lot of things they were originally from Italy they were immigrants from Italy and they were honor they were anarchists uh, my family they were Italian anarchists like like straight up <laughs> so I feel maybe the way I think and the fact I'm I'm slightly rebellious maybe has something to do with that like I, in school I always was questioning authority not in a bad way necessarily I'm not against authority at all I just feel that it's not because it's authority that I shouldn't question it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. more that. Okay, I'm sitting here. Every while we were talking, I was like queuing up a whole bunch of songs. And originally, I was going to play the Tupac song. Yeah. Um, uh, because he's such a phenomenally interesting character, and and his music is is great, but yeah. it's a bit profane. Um, <laughs> there's Amy Winehouse because I just so uh, let's just do that, <laughs> and and then there's uh, Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit. You should play that. Okay. A lot of people don't know it. A lot of people don't know it. It's a very important song, history wise. I feel. Okay. Um, one of uh, the the music saints from. Yeah. Uh, from your art collection from the uh, the series Jazz Saints is Billie Holiday. And so we're going to take a listen to that and we'll be back on Shtetl on the Shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. Southern trees They're strange Fruit Blood on the leaves and blood at the root Black bodies swinging In the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolia, sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell 
Welcome back to Shtetl on the Shortwave, the Yom Kippur special edition. Uh, we're on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer, and uh, we have Miss Me in the studio. We're going to ask, uh, talk a little bit more, hear uh, one more song, and then Miss Me is going to do the Kol Nidre. But before... Attempt to. <laughs> okay, so that's what I wanted to uh, talk to you about. So you agreed to sing the Kol Nidre today, which I think oh, is gosh, absolutely yeah. like the gutsiest thing ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was it? How did it like, how did it feel to try and learn this song? It was so hard and I did it for the same reason I shaved my side of my head right there. Why? Because this year for me, I take all my Jewish holidays very seriously. Um, um, and I need this year, I need to find more courage in myself and not to let fear have so much impact on my life. I still feel that fear has a lot of impact on my life. And I want to I want to chase it away because I want to feel because I feel that's the ultimate slavery is to be the slave of your fears. So um, I the first thing I did after uh, I finished a shul the other day, I went to my hairdresser and I and I shaved the side of my head. And that was crazy hard for me for a million reasons. But that was, and I still am not loving it, but I'm just going to embrace it. Why was it so hard? I don't know, because I, I don't, I feel, I don't feel it's pretty. And I feel that it, I have to redefine my femininity a different way, because I feel that's not feminine looking. And, and it was very, I don't know, and it has a million implication. Like, anyway, I don't know, it could be, I could talk forever, but <laughs> it was, it was, it was hard. It's always harder hard than I think. thought, actually, mm-hmm. but whatever. And this too, I was like, I don't really want to do it. This is going to be hard. And it would, be, it would have been so much easier not to do it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, I'm going to take the challenge and you know, what's the worst that can happen? I'll mess it up a bit, but it, 
I don't know, let's try it, basically. I don't want to be afraid of it. I want to try it. And, but it's been so hard. The melody is so hard. And <laughs> my voice is gone. Like, you can hear when the way I talk. It's like, it's just so awful right now. But whatever. It's, it is what it is. What I really, what I really appreciate is that uh, Kol Nidre, uh, to me, like the high holiday season and Yom Kippur, whether you believe in God or not, it's about forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of others, asking people to forgive you, looking at yourself, looking at your community, how have how have you uh, erred? Um, yeah. And how do you want to be better in the next year? And it's not about perfection. It's no, about forgiveness. All. But it's also, I've read a lot and it's abs- like, for, it's not necessarily a prayer actually. It's kind of, it's not, a, it's not a prayer to God. You don't really talk to God. You talk to yourself, Konidre, and it's because uh, it's all your vows that you have done. They're annulled, and you're kind of like free, and you start fresh. But it's it has a million. It's very a complicated meaning, but it's yeah. For most of us, it's it's a very powerful and important prayer because you're stripped, you're raw, and you're like, what am I about? How? What have I done? What do I want to get better for real? It's if you take it seriously, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. So on top of it, when I hear it in shul, usually I cry. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that um, we're going to we're going to take a little break and listen to a, a funny song that I love so that I can give you a few seconds to like prepare and get in the zone. <laughs> yes. But I just want to say that I myself, I so admire you I admire the art that you do and I admire the fact that you agreed to uh to do this I think is really gutsy and the listeners I'm sure oh my gosh please be nice (laughs) are the listeners are going to be uh very forgiving and and grateful that you're taking a risk and it's inspiring for everybody else to take risks because there's so many things that we all want to do or want to try and are too afraid and you're doing it so Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Okay, wait, before we go off into this uh, this song, um, which I find is really fun by uh, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Richman, an amazing musician, uh, I wanted to ask you about your tattoo, just quick. Which one? This one? Yeah, the one on your inside of your arm that's in Hebrew. What yeah. does it say? It says, Hallelujah. Oh. Yeah. When did you get that? Got that uh, a few years back. What, why did you uh, get that tattoo? Um, <laughs> gosh. Long story short, um, I got assaulted and... <sighs> Oi, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And um, I basically thought I was going to die and I didn't. So, um, hallelujah. You know, just to remember that life can disappear. And everything you feel is so solid isn't. Hmm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. (laughs) It's so fitting. It's so fitting. (sighs) Oh, it's Kippur. That's why I'm getting all emotional. It's so silly. No, it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know what? I'm going to help lighten the mood a little bit with this next (laughs) song. It's called When We Refuse to Suffer. And it's by Jonathan Richmond. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with Miss Me for uh, for the um, Colney Tray. When we refuse to suffer, when we refuse to feel, your life becomes a bore, and you're suffering even more. 
one When we refuse to suffer yeah. When we refuse to feel You suffer and more Your life gets boring and gray Like air conditioning when we should be out in the summertime. Yeah, when we refuse to suffer, when we refuse to feel, that's when the Prozac wins and your body and feeling lose. Well, we're gonna cheat feeling and think that's all right, but Mother Nature's gonna school us when we refuse to suffer when we refuse to feel we can't win boys tell when we refuse to suffer when we refuse to feel yeah, that's when we can't win cause our whole body We'll have the last laugh. Rabbi Gershom Sizomu, the spiritual leader of the Abidaya congregation in Uganda. You are here live on Stato on the short web. <laughs> All right, so we're back on Shtetl on the Shortwave, and the song that you heard before was When We Refuse to Suffer by Jonathan Richmond. I think it's a great song for the holiday season. And uh, we've had a real treat talking with Miss Me, uh, an artist whose uh, um, work we see all over the city of Montreal and in other cities. I'll ask her a little bit more about that after, but for now, we're going to have uh, Take Some Space, and uh, we're going to hear the Kol Nidre in all its uh, beauty. <laughs> sung by Miss Me and perfection is not the goal um, it's just in the practicing so uh, take your time and um, and take it away this <clears throat> The Harame, 
וקנמי וכינויי וכינוסי ושבו Gosh, I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So I guess you're not just a street artist or an artful vandal. You also sing, I suppose. <laughs> I used to sing. I used to sing. That's why it was a big deal, because I, I haven't sang in years. Wow. That was amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> Luckily, we have it all on tape. 
How do you feel? I feel naked right now. I don't like this. This is not, this, this, this whole thing is not cool. This is not me. Like, I'm super naked. I don't like this. It's, yeah, no, well, the thing is, luckily, you're on the radio, so nobody can see you. And, oh. you know, and well, people don't even realize that you actually are naked right now. And that's why you're saying that. Cause yeah, it, my friends would believe that because they know I'm such a, I'm, I'm a huge exhibitionist. So. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. But we're, we haven't gotten to the place on Shtetl where we're like putting, um, the radio shows on YouTube yet so I think it's all it's all cool um, <laughs> um, so there's so much more that I'd, I'd want to ask you but we're really coming actually to the end of the show so um, the one thing that I will ask you is will you come back on Shtetl in the future? Sure, if you don't strip me again. <laughs> <laughs> and next time we'll ask you to do some other crazy feats, but it won't be singing the Kol Nidre. I think only once in a lifetime. That's That was enough. And, oh. and now we have it on tape and it was beautiful. So thank you so much for taking the risk, really. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so that was uh, artist Miss Me. And uh, you can see her work. Actually, let me just ask you a question. What other cities can you see your stuff? Like? Oh, gosh. Well, it's hard because, okay. So what, since, what, whether it's still there or not, depending well, on... Well, okay, because I pasted a lot of places, but obviously what I do is not considered legal. Um, so a lot of it disappears, which is also the beauty of it. You know, it's there and then it disappears or it gets torn down, which is fine. Um, but I've I've been lucky that every time I, I travel and I, I try to travel as much as I can, I, I paste. So I've pasted, you know, Miami, San Fran, New York, um, Dakar, Paris, Geneva. Um, I don't know, like um, All no, of a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of places. OK, so you can you can not see miss me on this show or anywhere else, but you can see her art. Um, That's what matters. Nobody needs to see me, really. Uh, so so you can see all of, all of her art also on her website miss-me.com miss-me-art.com okay miss-me-art.com and you can follow me on instagram i take pictures of my sneakers and my art <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh you can find uh her art all over the city um potentially wherever you may be and on her website and thank you so much for tuning in to Shtetl on the shortwave for this special Yom Kippur edition we'll be back in two weeks and I thought we would go out um with a song that I find is is really hopeful and I'd like to wish all the listeners of Shtetl whether you're Jewish or not Jewish or Muslim Christian Buddhist whether you live in Montreal or you live in the Middle East wherever if you're you a human and you have ears basically what you say <laughs> <laughs> and and if you struggle and um, and you have your trials and tribulations, whether they're your own or your communities, I think this is a great song and it's by Regina Spector. It's called Firewood and the idea is that the piano is not firewood yet. So thanks so much for tuning in. The piano is not firewood yet. They tried to Still they forget That the heart beats in three Just like a waltz And nothing can stop you from dancing Rise from your cold Hospital bed I tell you Going
There's still no cure. 